0: Ready? Born ready.
1: tuning in to another episode of where the party at your favorite political podcast i'm your host sabalong i know i might sound a little funny a little different today i'm getting over something so i got a little cough but hopefully it's not too obnoxious for you guys i'm taping solo keith who you all normally hear in the background we're opining back and forth about something He is not with me today, so you just got Saba. So let me jump right into what's happening. I know you all have already heard this, but we've got to talk about it. News broke over the weekend that President Jimmy Carter will begin in-home hospice care. He is the oldest living president, and he is 98 years old. This is an interesting thing. Joe Biden was the first U.S. senator to endorse Carter when he ran for president in 1976. I think Biden was like 33 or 34 at the time. Another interesting fact, President Carter installed solar panels on the White House. He was very much a green energy president and Ronald Reagan took them down. President Carter will probably be most known for his work outside of being president, from Habitat for Humanity to his life-saving work that he did or has done with the Carter Center. He has made an absolute profound impact on the entire globe. What a legacy. We are continuing to pray for President Carter and for the Carter family. We just don't know how much longer he will be here, but what a life well lived and what a reminder of just the incredible amount of work that one person can do. And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, let's talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene who finds her way in the news every couple of days, if not every day. I don't know if it's because she's just saying wild things or because the media is just obsessed with her and gives her more and more oxygen. I don't know what it is. But recently, she was on Donald Trump Jr.'s show, Don Jr., and she talked a little bit about January 6th, amongst a whole bunch of other things, but take a listen to this clip. It's
0: disgusting that they made him a hero. They This did. guy should be in prison. And if the political roles were reversed, he would be.
2: Well, there's no justice for Ashley Babbitt's family. There hasn't been a trial, but they screamed justice for George Floyd. They screamed justice for all these people, but there's been no court case. There's been no trial for Ashley Babbitt. And that's wrong. And that's where we have a two-tier justice system. There's also another- Well, not woman. just there. No, oh <laughs> that, gosh. It, that just happens yeah. to be one Sorry. example Sorry, of it. Sorry, it's <laughs> everywhere. <definitely laughs> yeah.
1: Like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs>
2: yeah. Got, yes. The Democrats are going to offer it. It's hard to believe. <laughs> so then there's Roseanne Boylan. And Roseanne yeah. Boylan is a name most people don't know about. And this is a woman. That um, she died in the tunnel where people were packing in, and I and I'll tell you, I've said over and over, I'm against what happened on January 6th. I'm against people going in the Capitol. So I'm on record saying that. But Rosie and Boylan, uh, the video I saw, and I, you know where I saw it? I saw it in the DC jail. I saw right. it in there when I was uh, when I went in and saw the January 6th detainees. You've gone through, and there's still. Countless people, many of them again nonviolent, right? There's a, and we may have to make the so distinction. some of them are violent. I yeah, agree, no, of course. We, and it, it, I agree it, with their charges; like they should be charged. But some of them walked in the Capitol. Um, yeah. It, it's 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 a lot. But anyways, Roseanne Bullen was on the ground. And I saw the video, and she was receiving she was receiving life saving CPR. CPR. She was being given CPR by a January sixth defendant who was in jail in the DC jail. He was trying. He was a deputy sheriff from Georgia. He's giving her CPR, and two Capitol Police officers grab her by the feet and drag her away from CPR. And he's screaming at them to stop. You know, they're they're trying to they're trying to save this woman's life, but the Capitol Police officers drag her away, and then she her body was cremated in Washington D.C. Like, I think it was within two days after Without, like, that. family notice or something, right? hmm I don't, I, don't, I don't know that for sure, but my right. understanding is that her family wasn't given the choice of cremation or burial, but yeah. she was cremated.
1: Because
0: COVID.
2: Of course. Probably, COVID,
0: right? I mean, because I mean, sure. everything. everything is COVID, uh, white supremacy, or climate change, right? Yeah. Like, everything has to be grouped into one, if not all, but of I those things. But I want to see That's...
2: her coroner's, coroner's report. I want to see that because... Um, There's also talk that she was beaten very badly by police. And did that lead to her death? I don't know. We don't know what happened. But that's that's why it's so imperative that Kevin McCarthy does release the videotapes, and we want him to continue to pursue that. Um, and that's why it's so important for Republicans on committees to ask questions. And I, on oversight, we are going to do a hearing, an investigation into the D.C. jail. And on House Admin Committee, they are going to look into everything that happened on January 6th because they have the videotapes. And yeah. so there's a lot coming up, um, but it's just not coming fast enough. I know people are ready, and it's been two years.
1: Well, they're, they're ready. I mean, I think people do have to understand there's a there is a process. Mm-hmm. We just have to make sure
2: that you know, the swamp doesn't take control of this process, right?
1: You know you need- Something that Marjorie Taylor Greene and others on the far right pushed for was for Kevin McCarthy to give the surveillance footage, to give that over to someone. And he ended up giving it to Tucker Carlson. Yes, Tucker Carlson of Fox News. Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, gave him 41,000 hours of surveillance footage from January 6th. So I guess soon Fox News will be releasing a documentary or something about January 6th. My assumption is that it's going to be an Antifa lens, so that they will present that majority of the people there were not Trump supporters, but they were Antifa. I suspect that they will also show some of the police officers on site in a different light. You heard the thing about Ashley Babbitt. It's It's a mess. One other thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene. She tweeted this on Monday and I quote, We need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America-last policies, we are done. Okay, so is that a call for a civil war? That is a call for a complete separation of the, what is it called? United States of America? Wow, I don't know what she's angling for, but she never ceases to amaze me. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but what I've heard consistently is that the Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is the person when the cameras are not around, is very different from the person when the cameras are around. And I suspect and I guess that she is just taking this as an opportunity to raise money, to raise her profile, and it's not really about what she's saying. She's just saying it to become a celebrity to become a potential vice presidential nominee. I don't know. Speaking of presidents, so, so far, we now have two confirmed candidates running for president on the Republican side, Donald Trump, and now Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina. Nikki Haley was also Trump's ambassador to the UN. And one of the things that she has done as she stepped out to run for president is proposed a mandatory mental competency test for candidates older than 75 <laughs> who might be impacted by that don lemon of cnn don lemon of cnn absolutely stepped into it by saying nikki haley is not in her prime as a 51-year-old woman take a listen to this
2: this whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you call that's, talk- accor- that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends, on I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. Say, if you look, if you Google, when is a woman in her prime? It'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties, so oh, I got i I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful <laughs> about saying that. You know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. I need to qualify. Debate.
1: Are you talking about prime for like I'm childbearing, about, yeah, or are you, just, are you talking about the prime for being president? Don't the Just saying the
2: facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, <laughs> when is a woman in her prime? It says twenties, thirties, and forties. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not not in their prime and would they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to google know, google or whatever it is
1: you could not like nikki haley but saying that a 51 year old woman is not in her prime okay not the smartest move another thing nikki haley is doing is she's saying that she's for term limits in congress this has become a more and more popular line for republican candidates and lawmakers but in actuality, no one is putting it to a vote. No one is calling the vote on the floor to actually change anything. Another thing Nikki Haley did recently is she reiterated support for America's continued support for Ukraine. Take a listen to this.
0: We have the backs of our friends and we hold our enemies to account. And, you know, whether it's Ukraine or Israel, we take care of them because it's about freedom and we can never stop fighting for freedom. There is that populist strain and a lot of MAGA that wants the Ukraine gravy train, financially and otherwise, to stop. And even there's a growing Republican consent, not consensus, but growing Republican support to say, wait a minute, checks and balances here. What are we doing giving all this money to Ukraine? Where do you come down on the money, on the the military, uh, whether it be fighter jets, X, Y, and Z? Biden was slow to the take. He should have given Ukraine what they needed right when this started, and we'd be in a totally different place right now. This isn't a war about Ukraine. This is a war about freedom. And I don't think we need to put troops on the ground. I don't think we need to write them blank checks. But they have the passion to fight for their own freedom. Give them the ammunition to do it. Get with our NATO allies and say, hey, we're not the only ones. You've got to do it too. And let them win this fight. But I'll tell you what. If they win this fight, you won't hear anything from Russia, China, or Iran. If they lose this fight, Russia's not going to stop at Ukraine. They're going to go into Poland and the Baltics, and we've got a world war on our hands. We have to make sure we send a message to every enemy that if you mess with our friends, you're messing with us, and you don't want to do that. And and that, therefore, is America first, in essence. It is taking care of America because we're preventing wars.
1: I think that might come back to bite her, but we're a year out. Uh, Who knows? By the way, Biden surprised everyone by showing up in Kiev Monday morning. It's been a year since the war between Russia and Ukraine. Look, Nikki Haley is no dummy. She came out mostly unscathed after working in the Trump administration, which a lot of folks cannot say. She still has a decent relationship with him. Again, something a lot of folks cannot say. She was governor of South Carolina, hardly a state where you would expect an Indian American woman to win. So I say all that to say she's used to the rough and tumble of politics. So I'm not counting her out. I'm not betting on her, but I'm certainly not counting her out. A quick update on the Norfolk Southern train derailment. Remember we talked about this last week, what happened in East Palestine, Ohio, with the Norfolk Southern train. So since then, the Biden administration is punting the ball to Congress on if the Obama-era rule that requires trains carrying dangerous chemicals, like the one that derailed, to have those newer electronic brakes. And Governor DeWine, the governor of Ohio, declared the area a disaster, which makes the state eligible for federal assistance, So far, the following federal agencies are all engaged uh, in East Palestine, FEMA, the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, the U.S. Department of Transportation, Health and Human Services, the CDC, and of course, as we talked about, the National Transportation Safety Board. Now, this happened in early February, but the governor did not declare a state of emergency until February 16th. Another interesting thing, uh, Norfolk Southern offered a $25,000 donation to the city to help the residents and allegedly they've been going door to door testing residents' waters and having them sign a document with an indemnity clause, meaning that they would not be allowed to sue. That is absolutely nuts and I hope the Department of Justice goes after them. And also a $25,000 donation is a joke. In other news, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman has checked himself into a clinic for mental health treatment. I think this might be the first time a national sitting elected official has publicly admitted to seeking treatment. Now, I know I've certainly seen former folks do it and former candidates, but I don't know if I've ever seen anyone in elected office at this level of government do this. I think his comms team is incredibly smart. Uh, they sent out an email urging their supporters to make a donation to the campaign. But instead of the money going to the campaign, it would actually be split half and half with half going to NAMI, which is probably the leading national mental health organization in the country. Um, They have a big presence in Georgia, by the way. And then the other half would go to a Pennsylvania mental health organization. Again, just really smart. Ever yeah. go around singing the Party Pooper song? Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you. Party Pooper. <laughs> party Pooper. And this week's Party Pooper, it is Fox News and their personalities. So Dominion Voting Systems is the company used in Georgia and other states that Trump and others claim that their voting machines changed votes away from Trump and caused him to lose the election. Dominion is suing Fox News for nearly $2 billion in a defamation lawsuit. Now, part of the lawsuit, obviously, is discovery and evidence. And boy, oh boy, there's a ton. There's a ton of text messages that show that Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and other Fox personalities, including the owners of Fox, all knew that Rudy Giuliani and the entire Trump machine were absolutely lying about election fraud. So here's something that Carlson's producer wrote, and I quote, Many on our side are being reckless demagogues right now. And then Tucker Carlson wrote, and I quote, Sidney Powell is lying, by the way. This is one of Trump's lawyers. I caught her. It's insane. And then he goes on to say, it's unbe- unbelievably offensive to me. Our viewers are good people and they believe it. And then on January 6th, he wrote this. Trump is a demonic force, a destroyer, but he's not going to destroy us. And then Tucker Carlson goes on air and says this.
2: "Taken a poll. But it's possible, on this Thursday evening, you may be wondering what the hell is going on in our country? There are so many unanswered questions, some of them lingering. How, for example, did senile hermit Joe Biden get 15 million more votes than his former boss, rock star crowd surfer Barack Obama? Results like that would seem to defy the laws of known physics and qualify instead as a miracle. Was the 2020 election a miracle? Honestly, we don't know. We don't expect to get an answer to it tonight. Party starter. It so? I'm a party starter.
1: My party starter for this week is the residence of Forest Cove, an apartment that we've talked about before that was condemned by a judge, the residents were moved by the city of Atlanta and nonprofit partners, and the idea and the hope was for them to go to better living conditions, uh, but many of these residents, unfortunately, are still struggling. I'm amazed at their resilience, their ability to advocate for their... They spoke in front of the city hall, front the city council last week, to the community development committee and said, we demand and expect more from the city of Atlanta. And i it breaks my heart to see what they are dealing with. These are folks that were living in an apartment where the water was not running properly, the toilets were not flushing properly, there were infestations, there were parts of the complex that were burned and never fixed, All in all, a resident in an area that did not and does not look like it would be in the city of Atlanta. And time and time again, they have been failed uh, by the system in one way or another. Um, So they are my party starter and the organizations that are helping and working with them on the ground, the activist groups, uh, to give them a sense of dignity and hope. And with that, that is today's show. There's a lot we did not talk about as it relates to the legislative session. Crossover day is in two weeks. So next week, I will go over the final chance for bills to get passed from one chamber to the next. Um, there's a lot around tough on crime legislation. There's a lot around drug use and drug access. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's some stuff around housing housing. Um, and of course, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. there's a lot around education and particularly another version. we've talked about Florida's version, but a Georgia version of Don't say Gay um, that is being considered in the state legislature. And of course, Buckhead Cityhood. So there's a lot for us to talk about next week as it relates to the legislative session. So stay tuned uh, for next week's show. With that, thank you as always for tuning in and listening. Uh, drop a note, a voice note, if you want me to cover something that I might have missed. If you agree or disagree with something, uh, again, don't forget to share the show with your friends, with your family, your co-workers. Leave us a rating, leave us a five-star review. Um, and until next time, thank you. And we are in the final days of Black History Month. But... Black history is year round.